What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Hey everybody and welcome back to... The Bri-Fi Podcast. Good job, RJ. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that in the background. Anyway, I am your host, Bri-Fi, your comics guy. I have with me today my very awesome co-host, RJ, just chilling on the bed, watching videos on my phone. So hopefully we have a, have a good time here, man. Uh, got a lot of nifty nerd news to cover with you guys. And then a newer comic that was released on Marvel Unlimited. That I want to talk about, it's Predator, issue number one. And I mean, yes, that Predator, not like it's just a random book called Predator about a Marvel character. It is actual Predators, like, you know, the little clicky, like, I can't do the noise. I was going to try to do the noise. Terrible idea. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. It was published um, back in March is when it first published. And now it's on Marvel Unlimited, the streaming service. So we'll talk about that. But first, let's get into the Nifty Nerd News. All right, guys. Up first in the Nifty Nerd News, we start off with some sad news. Uh, Marvel comic book artist legend John Romanita Sr. Okay, RJ. Moment of silence. Is that what you want? So yeah, John Romanita Sr., famed and legendary Marvel comic book artist, and even worked in DC as well, passed away here recently at the age of 93. Um, John Sr., he has a son who also works in comic books, which is kind of cool and crazy. Um, Man, he's kind of like the... I mean... Well, let me tell you a little bit about his story before I even go into that. So he began as a ghost artist for Timely Comics, which if anyone knows, or maybe you don't know, Timely Comics was the precursor to Marvel Comics. So Timely Comics eventually becomes Marvel Comic Books. Um, John Romanita met Stan Lee through all that. Um, He eventually does like... A revival of the Captain America series in the 50s and then begins working for DC Comics in the late 50s to the mid 60s eventually he makes his way back to Marvel and starts working on I think Daredevil Comics and in in the 60s or in in the next year in 66 uh, Steve Ditko who was the co-creator with uh, Stan Lee of Spider-Man <laughs> leaves Marvel Comics and Stan Lee tasks John Romanita Sr. to be the next Spider-Man artist for him, which is a huge deal, man. I mean, I you would, I would never want to be that next guy who does, like, you know, the, <clears throat> the character-created artwork, especially for someone like Spider-Man, who at the time was, like, the second best-selling comic book that Marvel had. So, like, this was a tall order for John Romanita Sr. <clears throat> Eventually, with him under the helm... Amazing Spider-Man becomes their number one comic book. Um, a lot of people um, credit that to John Roman, <clears throat> excuse me, John Romanita's art style 
And in fact, um, he kind of brought like a romance style to the Spider-Man book. And eventually that becomes like the new house style for the character where everyone's now trying to emulate John Romanita's art style to portray Spider-Man, which is pretty awesome, man. Uh, other great things about him, he also helped co-create uh, Mary Jane Watson, you know, Peter's like main love interest, uh, The Punisher, Wolverine, and one of my favorites, Luke Cage. So like, this guy has played a hand in a lot of big Marvel characters, especially a lot of people's favorites, which is really awesome. He's also been inducted into the Will Eisner Comic Book Hall of Fame, which is one of the highest honors for comic book uh, creators of any type. He's got tons of awards. Um, it's just the list goes on. I mean, this guy, like I said, is probably one of the pillars of Marvel Comics and the stuff that he's done. So it, it's it's a really sad day that he's passed away because he's been such an icon uh, in the comic book industry. So sorry, dude. I feel bad. <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> Go to the funeral. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm terrible at awkward situations like this. Moving on, um, I guess, to a little more... Even more upsetting news. Uh, Black Panther 2 actor... No, you don't want me to talk about this, RJ? <laughs> um, actor Namor, a.k.a. Tanak Huerta, has been uh, accused of sexual assault uh, by a person whose name I can't remember at this time, but you know what? Uh, oh, here it is right here in the article. Musician Maria... Elena Rios. Um, so he's been accused of sexual assault, which, you know, I'm sure Kevin Feige and everyone at Marvel Studios is just, that's great. Um, seeing as one of their big villains, um, the guy uh, Masters, right? Jonathan Majors. There you go. Jonathan Majors. Uh, he's had his accusations and I think even proof. Like, I think, like, he's. He's in trouble, trouble. Uh, currently, Tanakh Huerta is still just allegations. He's already come out to say that these are false. Um, it's just... Okay? It's bad, man. This is, this is not a good look. Okay? Yes, I'm okay, RJ. I mean, I'm not okay because Marvel Comics is crumbling right before me, but <laughs> we're okay over here. Um, it, I mean, first off, though, don't be an asshole, man. Like, if... Like, it turns out Tanakh Huerta really did this shit. You know, he's a piece of shit person. Like, let's face it. Now, if it turns out, like, these are false accusations. Like, I get it. Like, it, it's... you we In this world, though, like, in this time, it, it's very tough, man. Um, I say it's very tough, but, you know, no one has any sexual allegations against me because I'm a good person. <laughs> but I, I sometimes... I wonder if being a celebrity is detrimental, man, because now any little thing, if it's taken out of proportion, could be bad for you. But at the same time, maybe just, you know, you have to also be careful. You have to be careful what you say, how you interact with people, because that's just kind of like the world we live in nowadays. But I guess for some people it's harder than others. I don't know, but... We're still 
waiting to find out what happens with uh, Huerta's case. Like, are these true? Are these not? What's Marvel to do right now? This is all still in the very preliminary phases of this. Um, it's yet to be determined. And I'm holding on to my judgment until we got more information. Because currently, right now, it's just an allegation. And, of course, he's denied it. Which, I don't know anyone that's just flat out said, Yep, that's me. Right there. I'm the guy. <laughs> um, but maybe that would be the... The good thing to do, like maybe just get out of. I don't. I don't know. Now I'm trying to run weird PR fucking shit, and that that's not me. <laughs> but uh, hopefully this gets resolved. Um, hopefully it's just an allegation, like just a false allegation, because I really enjoyed him in Black Panther too. Hell, I enjoyed Kang the Conqueror too. Um, but you know, kind of being a dick ruins that for me. So, and anyway, speaking of. All that Kang the Conqueror and all that shit. Moving on to our next bit of nifty nerd news. Uh, everything in Marvel is getting shifted. <laughs> and Disney. Like, this isn't just a Marvel thing. This is like a whole Disney thing. Um, a lot of it is due to the writer's strike that's pushing a lot of things. But uh, Disney is moving things, delaying things, adding new things so it's been crazy man there's a new star wars movie planned a moana live action adapted or a new live action adaption scheduled to uh come out sometime in like the next five years or no three years i think right oh right here june 27th 2025 deadpool 3 has actually been moved up from november of next year to may of next year uh the star wars movie that i talked about is for 2026 avatar 3 is being shifted to 2029 that's a four year shift oh no i'm sorry i skipped ahead uh avatar 3 is the 2025 avatar 4 is the 2029 and avatar 5 won't be until 2031 which means that since the first Avatar movie came out, the last Avatar, or the fifth Avatar movie is not coming out until over 20 years later. That's pretty insane to me, man. That Like, that, I don't know, man. That, well, I mean, but then, like, how long have we been watching Fast and Furious movies, too, right? Um, other shuffles is Captain America Brave New World is moving to later in 2024, uh, which delays also Thunderbolts to December of 2024. Blade and Fantastic Four are being pushed back into 2025. Uh, Blade in February, Fantastic Four in May. Okay. Uh, and Avengers The King Dynasty is being pushed back a whole year from the from 2025 to 2026. Yes, RJ, we're okay. We're not okay. Um... Let's see, Avengers Secret Wars, which is jumping from May 2026 to May 2027, which is also being pushed back a whole nother year, man. Um, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, I think a new Alien movie is also being pushed back till next year, and it's just... It's crazy, man. Like I said, it's, uh, some of it has to do with the writer strike. I think others have to do with marvel fatigue and trying to realign i mean you have what 
the stuff with uh, the guy who played Kang. You have now these new allegations against Tanakh Huerta. And so Marvel's probably trying to like, whoa, we need to slow down, maybe reevaluate some things and like just try to get right, man. Like, like that's what they need to do. Um, with that being said, let's uh, move on to another. Um, this is like an opinion piece that I came across that I, I found outrageous, by the way. Um, so it's no, it's it's no secret that I've been playing the hell out of the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, and been calling it Tears of the Kingdom for the longest time because I read somewhere that someone said it's actually Tears and not Tears, and that's what I've been saying for at least way too long. And now I, and like this is after finding like three of the Dragon Tears on like Hyrule. And still not putting two and two together until the fourth one. And I was like, it is Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> so I'm an idiot. But this person's an even bigger idiot saying that Tears of the Kingdom has the worst voice acting in gaming. Granted, it is not great. But for a Legend of Zelda game, which, you know, Legend of Zelda is completely known for its incredible voice acting, right? The You know, the hero who's... Only three words are yeah, ah, and ah, like that, right? But this person goes on some crazy ass rant about the voice acting and how much they hate it, and that it's all Nintendo's fault, and this and that. But I also beg the question: Have they even listened to the Japanese version of the game? Because one, the Japanese voice acting is by far way better than the English one. Also. It's really hard to tell what bad Japanese voice acting is because Japanese is just funny, like to listen to, like if you don't speak the language. So I've always enjoyed listening to it in Japanese. And in fact, I listen to it in English uh, currently and I have no issue with it. And maybe that's because I've played Breath of the Wild, so I'm already kind of used to it. Uh, but I'm enjoying the fuck out of this game. And like the voice acting is not taking me out of the game at all. It's. It's a great story, it's fun action, and it's got decent voice acting. So I don't know what this person's rant is really about or who hurt this person because obviously something bad has happened to them. But not as bad as this woman uh, in Ecuador, which leads us to our final news story of the evening or day or whatever you want to call this. A... um. Ecuadorian woman was pronounced dead only to be later discovered alive at her wake or at her funeral. So um, a doctor in one of the hospitals there per no RJ, we're not taking you to the doctor. A, a person who practices medicine. <laughs> yes, medicine's gone too, RJ. God, I can't say anything around this person. So a a person with a PhD degree in medical science, <laughs> okay, RJ had no objection to that, pronounced a woman at uh, dead at the age of seventy six years old following a suspected stroke. Um, I guess she had a very light, or at this, in this case, the doctor could not find a pulse, cold to the touch, had all the signs of being dead, which apparently is not as uncommon as you would think, which is fucking terrifying. 
Um, eventually, you know, they put her in a coffin, take her to the funeral home. They're going to have a funeral for this person. Uh, they open the casket so, you know, that everyone could see her because, you know, that's the nice thing to do, right? And they could see this woman gasping for air. She started to move her hands. Her eyelids began to open and close. She was struggling to breathe. They immediately got called 9 or well, it's not 911 in Ecuador. Well, they called the emergency services. They came and then took her back to the same fucking hospital that pronounced her dead in the first place. Because, you know, that's probably the place you want to go because they didn't finish the job the first time. I don't know. But I got to tell you, this is by far my biggest nightmare is being put into a coffin alive and having like and no like me dying in that coffin. Like being buried alive is probably the most terrifying thing that I can imagine ever happening and um this woman thankfully did not have to live through the burying part but she was she was there she was a few probably a few hours away from being buried alive in this fucking coffin and like i don't know how awake she was or like you know how aware she was of her surroundings but she was obviously moving she was obviously trying to breathe and this doctor is obviously in a butt ton of trouble. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, like I said, to me, that is the most terrifying thing that could ever happen. Um, I don't know what any of your other fears are, but let me know, man. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Everything is at BriFi Podcast, and you can also email me at BriFi Podcast at Hotmail.com. Yes, I still use Hotmail because I'm cool. Anyway, that's it for the Nifty Nerd News this week. Let's move on to the final portion of the podcast. We're going to talk about the comic book that I've been reading this week. 2023's Predator. Number one. Alright guys, welcome back to the final section of the podcast. We're talking about issue number one from 2023's Predator, written by Ed Breeson, drawn by Nathaniel Diaz, and also um, inkers were Bellardino, Barbo, Victor Nava, and colorist Eric Archiniga? Archiniga? I, I am very bad at this name. A-R-C-I-N-I-E-G-A. And you guys can work at that at home and try to figure out if I'm just horrible. Anyway, um, like I said, this issue was published in March of this year. Now just came on to the Marvel Unlimited app. I wanted to check it out because it's something different. Something that I don't typically read. And i have to say i actually really enjoyed reading this predator book artwork in it is really great and the story is kind of interesting so a couple of strangers like a team of four people find themselves on this planet we're pretty sure it's not earth and they have no clue where they're at and all of a sudden they realize they're being chased by things uh and while they're trying to run away by their from their pursuers, they come across another team who is fighting against one of their unseen pursuers. And finally, we get our first glimpses of the Predator, or one of many Predators that are on this island. People get ripped apart, stabby stab, 
it's pretty fucking crazy. And so everyone's basically just running for their lives, trying their best to either stay as a group or survive. And it's failing sp spectacularly. Um, eventually, uh, the main group that we started with, they're basically cut in half, like both literally and in numbers. And they are... I, I want to say rescued, but not really. They are found by another person, and they are taken to a cave where a bunch of other survivors from other teams are all located. In this cave, though, they start talking with each other, and they start to find a discrepancy in each other's stories. Mainly, the times that everyone is existing in. They're realizing people are from as late, or like, as early as, like, the 80s to as late as like the 2050s and so they're starting to realize they're all being taken from different points in time and being brought to this world that they're in now but is it a time travel thing or whatever i'll let you figure that out by reading the comic book on how that's all happening so they've realized that hey you know we can't just sit here and cower in fear we're gonna need food we're gonna need supplies all kinds of stuff and that's when they notice in the sky some supply crates dropping from the air. But with supply crates is known location and it's probably probably a trap. But is it worth it? Like they're trying to justify getting the supplies because the justification is the predators want them strong and want them at their peak performance because there's there's there there are two members in this group that are aware of the predators and know who the predators are and know that like oh yeah oh team rocket's blasting off again says rj excuse me he's watching pokemon but these two members know of the predators know like their purpose and like how they hunt and like the the pride that they have with hunting and stuff so they they're they're justifying like it's okay to get the supplies it will be safe because the predators won't kill them there because they want them strong they want them fed and they want them at at peak performance so then that they can kill them because up to this point it's been pretty damn easy it doesn't matter if they're peak performance or not we've watched people go down left and right throughout the story so we don't and what's great is I don't know who any of these characters are, so everyone's on the chopping block, you know? It's not like a Marvel comic where, you know, it's like Spider-Man and Captain America and Iron Man and Wolverine. I'm like, oh, these are like Marvel's best characters. And then there's Jeff on the side. Well, I wonder which one might die this story. Like, you know, this comic is not like that where all these characters, I don't know. And I don't think they're from anything in particular. So... Anything could happen with these guys and girls, so I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, by the end of it, though, they are ambushed by a creature that is, I'm pretty sure, stronger than a fucking predator. And then a predator shows up to get that creature, too. So now the question is, who else is on this planet being hunted by predators? And are they friend or foe? And we get to meet another person who seems like a pretty good friend and a pretty good ally by the end of this comic book. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything for any comic book. Ah, I don't care. You know what? I've decided I don't give a shit. Um, uh, Theta Berwick shows up. And if you're not familiar with Theta Berwick, she's a character that's been in the comic books for at least as far as the Marvel versions that I'm aware of. 
and she is pretty much the one that preys on the predators. So she's a fucking badass, and she just one shots a predator right in front of everyone to save them, and now she's like, "You're coming with me. Like you're my cannon fodder going forward." So I'm pretty excited to see where this goes. Um, it's it was a blast, dude, reading this book. If you have Marvel Unlimited or you've been wanting to read Marvel comic books for cheaper than having to go to the store and pay like three to four dollars per issue, I recommend Marvel Unlimited because what for ten bucks a month you can read as many comic books as you want, and so it's pretty fucking badass. And they're getting fairly recent. Like I said, this was published back in March, May, June. So this is two months later. That we're getting this, so I'm, I feel I'm fairly caught up with the Predator series, man. If I'm only two issues behind on a book, that's pretty damn close to being caught up. And so I've really been enjoying it. Artwork is great on here. The blood is bright red and gory. Uh, it's not just like a regular Marvel comic book where it's like, oh, it's kind of like PG-13 rated. No, some dude gets his head ripped off, and it's pretty brutal man i've i've really enjoyed it the story's fun and entertaining and has me intrigued man these characters um throughout different points in history uh, at least like i said maybe the 80s are yeah no i think it was like the 80s is where the oldest person was pulled from but even though he's not the oldest person there and it's like been the british pub guy and I guess like that's the most violent British person that they could find is just some drunkard. They were like, hey, like Predators looking together. They're just like, look at this dude fighting everyone in a bar. I want a piece of that. And then they have like special ops, a ninja, and like all kinds of crazy shit. I don't know. I'm pretty excited to see what happens going forward with Predator. And so that's definitely one that I've added to my reading list on Marvel Unlimited or my pull list, if you want to call it that, for regular comic books. As far as the rating goes for this one, it's got to be a positive charge, guys. I'm really excited about this book. I never thought I would be into a Predator comic book, but Marvel's done a pretty damn good job, man. Uh, Ed Ed Breeson and Nitho Diaz, they, they've done a good job of making me interested in this book. So I will definitely be checking it out going forward, and I recommend that you do the same. Uh, if you don't have the Marvel Unlimited app, I look, I don't get any money from this. I just... I live in a small town, and the closest comic book shop to me is about an hour away, maybe a little closer than that. So I can't make it all the time. If I make it out there once a month, that's a great thing, but I don't want to wait a month to read comic books. You know, I want to be able to read them like I used to when I lived in Houston weekly. And so Marvel Unlimited allows me to do that. Yes, I'm a few months behind on like what's currently being released. But I'm willing to deal with that, you know, like I've been out of comic books or like I've been using the app for long enough where now, you know, I'm not up to date with like weekly releases anymore. So now Marvel Unlimited is my up to date reading. And so I've been enjoying that and I've been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, that being said, guys, that's all that I have for you. And hopefully you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed uh, talking to you guys. RJ is... Just being weird watching Pokemon. And hopefully you enjoyed having him on the episode as well. RJ, do you want to say bye? You want to say bye to everybody? You want, you want to just sit there on Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later.
Bye. All right, guys, that's it for the episode. Brr, I fly out.